1: Also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast Climbing in Heels is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN.
3: Good to have you on board here on a Wednesday. It is follow the money on V Cin Sports Betting Network. This show was presented by DraftKings. We'll hit some Major League Baseball here. It's been such a crazy week. We haven't even really talked that much about the Otani deal, getting seven hundred million dollars from the Los Angeles Dodgers, and joining the program now is a longtime friend of the show, Matt Vasgersian. Good morning, pal. How are you,
2: guys? Good morning. Doing okay.
3: Great so, to talk to you. I'll start it off by saying this. For and Look, I mean, the instant reaction from people across the country, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be sick of it. They're going to be mad by the whole thing. How can you give seven, somebody $700 million? I will preface it by saying this. A product or something is worth what another person is willing to pay for it. And based on reports, the Giants were willing to give him the same exact deal. Blue Jays pretty much the same thing. So I, we're sitting here. Wednesday, Matt, having this conversation, the Dodgers evidently did not overpay for Shohei Ohtani.
2: No, I guess not. I mean, it's a staggering amount of money. Uh, I get the uh, the shock value of it all for for fans of all sports. Guys getting paid more than Messi. I mean, that's that's unbelievable to me. Uh, When you pass a soccer star in our game in baseball, Mm -hmm. but you're right. Uh, You're you're absolutely right, Mitch. It's it's what people are willing to pay. Look during the year we kind of heard rumblings that he had said no to an extension in the neighborhood of five for 250. You think he did okay saying no to that? I mean, it's like Aaron Judge when he said no to the extension the Yankees offered him prior to the 2022 season. And then the season ends, he goes on this crazy historic run, sets records, and he doubled his price. Well, I mean, Shohei did more than double his price. Nobody thought this number was going to have a seven on it. We were hearing maybe six, and that was even crazy. But seven, seven hundred million, of the overwhelming majority of which is deferred. It's it's brilliant on his end and his camp, and it's uh it's shocking for those those of us on the sidelines watching.
4: How about the tax implications? So he can just leave California and when the sixty eight million a year kicks in, because the contract yeah. will be
2: up. Yeah. What tax implications? <laughs> um you know? Suck on that, Newsom. Go have a fancy dinner now on somebody else's dime. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, uh, by, and by
3: the way, based on Otani deferring all that money, Matt, like who thinks the Dodgers are done at this point? Right? I'm reading stuff last night. They might be players for somebody like Corbin Burns. They can make a move there. Why can't they sign Blake Snell?
2: Yeah, I don't know that they want to be in the Snell business, uh, but but Burns is certainly in play, and they have a little bit of infield depth, depending on how they view Gavin Lux, if he's a piece now that they pedal, or if he comes back off injury and, and gets 600 at-bats there, um, I think more than more than Snell, Yamamoto is, is targeted by those guys now. Oh. And that's another guy whose price just skyrocketed because we were thinking between 150 and two, maybe 250. I'm hearing rumbles of north of three for Yamamoto, who's not pitched a day in the big leagues yet. And he's got age on his side. He's only 25. There's not a lot of tread on the tires there. And everybody thinks he's the next real deal because the Dodgers right now on paper, if, this, if they're finished right now, they're not better than the Braves or the Phillies, in my mind. They still have work to do because the staff uh, is porous. They've right. got Bobby Miller, a bunch of young guys, Pepio that might pan out. You don't know what you got from Kershaw coming off surgery. Same thing, Walker Buehler. They've got work to do, so if they add two more pitching pieces, it's pretty good.
4: Well, is this good for the game? Some people are arguing MLB needs to step in. You have one of the best players in the history, maybe the best player in history, who's making $2 million a year. The report is they could get Hayter, Yamamoto, are other guys, and that's, I mean, what do you think of that angle?
2: I don't think it's, I don't think it's not good for the game. I I think that, you know, that's fake purism there. I, I really don't see that argument. I get the outrage. If you're a Giants fan or a Padres fan, you're, I mean, there's gotta be some FOMO there too. Why couldn't we have done a deal like that with our guys? But as far as being bad for the game, look, the idea that you can put together a super team in baseball, the way you can do that in the NBA is a fallacy on an 11 man roster you could strike gold with a super team. We've seen it. But name me the last store-bought free agent team in baseball that's gone on to win a World Series. The, the best thing I can give you is the 82 Angels. Mm. When, when Gene Autry bought everybody on the market that year, Desensei, Boone, Baylor, Reggie, and they didn't get to the World Series. So I, 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 don't, I don't know that a store-bought free agent super team is gonna is gonna do what people think in the postseason. It's a tournament yeah. after all, given the new format. I mean, yeah. they might win 106 games during a regular season, and that number is going to be interesting when it comes out. But I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him as super chalk for the World Series quite yet.
4: Well, your objective, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but you do play by play for the Angels, so it looks like they were never in this. Why didn't they trade him?
2: You know, I think they they, they were hoping they had a chance, and maybe beyond that. I think that the Angels, Artie Moreno liked the idea of Shohei's legacy being six complete years with the Angels. Look, he's gone now, but he's got two MVPs wearing an Angels cap. He's He established some historic stuff on the field as an Angel. And, you know, to spin him at the break, it makes sense now looking back, but what were you going to get for him? Like, I I don't know that you ever would have gotten a return package that, that people would have been satisfied with. And then it turns into a Mark McGuire trade where yeah. you take a flyer on three young guys, none of them pan out, and you, and you, you got ripped off, even if you weren't going to re-sign him. We, what we remember from that Mark McGuire trade is that it was a bad trade for Oakland, not that he was probably going to leave as a free agent anyway. And that, that probably would have happened in the Shohei uh, case as well.
4: Well, what you're doing with how you're paying him is you're like taking the Garrett Cole contract with the judge contract because you're putting in the one player. When do you think he pitches again?
2: Yeah, that's a great question because on the occasion he doesn't, and if anybody could come back from two Tommy Johns and be dominant, it's this guy. He's a he's a space alien. <laughs> uh, but if he doesn't, you got a seventy million dollar a year DH. And I get it, you kick sixty eight million dollars of that that can down the road, but that's still a lot of money. What we're forgetting though is the Guggenheim folks that own the Dodgers, um, yeah, they're sitting on a printing press and you know, but we're 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 playing with nickels and dimes, and they're playing with hundred dollar bills. It's just a oh, different calculus yeah. for that ownership group.
3: Now, having said that, tying this into you know a team that I grew up watching and rooting for, the team that's eventually going to move here to Las Vegas, the current Oakland A's, teams like that, right, with their payroll. Don't you think baseball now after this, though? I mean, imagine if the Dodgers aren't done this year and they go get some big name pitchers to add to this. They will. Uh, don't you think there has to be like a salary cap minimum and a floor that has to be raised? I mean, I think it's currently speaking, Matt, that seven or eight teams in baseball have a lower payroll altogether than what he's going to be making this year.
2: <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but I think the problem with that, Mitch, is that the players union is never going to go for it. I mean, the Major League Baseball Players Association has bigger muscle than the Teamsters did when Hoffa was walking the planet.
5: <laughs> this,
2: these guys are tough, man, and they're not, they're not going to sit down at a collective bargaining agreement five years from now or four and a half years from now and say, okay, we're good with the, the salary cap. There's no chance they're going to be good with that. And then you have labor discord uh, into our kids' lifetimes. So, I mean, baseball's in a rough spot. You, you, they kind of have to bless all this stuff for fear of, of uh, starting, you know, an international incident with the Players Union.
4: Yeah. A couple minutes left. Was it the Dodgers all along, do you think? And from the betting standpoint, there were respected bettors, and the number got cut in half on Friday because people thought this Toronto thing was going to happen. They went from 15 to 1 to like 8 to 1 to win the World Series.
2: Yeah, I I, 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 I was following that too. And I, I don't think Toronto was, was out of it, um, but he never went up there. And there were reports that he did. He went to Dunedin, apparently, to see their new complex. Which, as far as like recruiting strategy goes, you know, we're going to get Shohei Otani. Hey, bring him to Dunedin. We'll take him to Luby's for dinner at the soft foods buffet at three thirty. You know, that's not what. What kind of sexy sell is that? Go to Toronto and go to the clubs. Like, get him up there to the big yeah. league city. So I, I thought that you know, if geography mattered, and and. His agents were were pushing this stuff out all winter that geography didn't matter, right? They wanted a market with the whole map. They wanted everybody to be in play to get that price to where it was. I truly believe that geography did matter. Uh, During the summer, he bought a huge compound in Hawaii, conveniently halfway between L.A. and Japan. I don't think he wanted to leave Southern California. And I think they, you know, whether the Jays and Giants were straw men in this situation or real suitors, he got the deal he wanted with the team he wanted, and I have not been told that by anybody, but that that is my hunch. That's my instinct.
3: I think that's totally fair. Can they get Josh Hader, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, they can, and and they're one of the teams with the greatest need for that. Uh, there'll be a little bit of a market there because I think there's some other teams on Hader, too. Uh, I've heard the Mets as a right-left complement to their incumbent closer. I've heard the Phillies, even though they've got a lefty in Alvarado, uh, there'll be some people in on Hayter, and the the same way there are going to be people in on Yamamoto, I think that the Blue Jays are recircling their wagons now, having famously missed out on one Japanese import, and you better go get the next. So yeah. the price of poker went up for everybody because of this deal.
3: There you go. Well said. And just to confirm, you said a little earlier that as of right now, if this is the finished product for the Dodgers, you, Dodgers, you would still have them as the third-best team in the National League?
2: Yes, with that pitching staff, I've got the Braves and Phillies. If I'm power ranking, if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm Matt Humans, so I'm doing my power ranking while I'm taking down a uh, chicken sandwich someplace. <laughs> it's uh, it's Braves, Braves, Phillies for me, then the Dodgers. But I don't think we can judge it until the end of February because the Dodgers are going to add quite clearly.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's totally fair. Uh, awesome spot as uh, always, great. Matt. Thanks for the time. We really appreciate that. All right, guys, you got it. Be good. Thank you. There you go. Matt Vasgersian, MLB Network. When the deal's up, like it's it's where he mo- where his residence is, so he moves
4: out of California. It's like okay, <laughs> then he call, all right, give me my sixty-eight million a year now. He
3: can move I'm here. Out he of can California. move here in Las Vegas, yeah, right? And then the taxes, oh. the huge break. We'll recap last night's betting action with win lose coming up next.
2: last night wow winning or was it a rough one well they can't all be winners can they loser you're a loser molly howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some lose some
4: what is this now the sharks won again how about that plus 170 they beat the Jets wow it's incredible after they were worst, to look like the worst team in history to start out the year Maple Leafs plus 160 beat the Rangers Connor Bedard 11 to 1 to get the first goal of the game. The Oilers have won eight in a row now as well. First period overs eight and one last night. Wow. Ottawa Senators, thanks to Chris Otto, PSU Otto on Twitter. Second period overs this year 20 and one. Hello, it's over one and a half goals. Nashville's 22 and five. Nuggets Bulls over 216 up to 220. Sunderland plus 220 beat Leeds. Stoke Swanson City draw, plus 260. Inter Milan draw, plus 260. Oxford, Reading League One draw, plus 250. Herbert out for the year, but the Chargers already went under their win total. So get ready to cash that ticket. College hoops: Wisconsin Green Bay five to one. Austin p five to one. Both big dogs against. Illinois, Chicago, and Southern Illinois, respectively. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsun.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. This Husky knows they are smart dogs, and he knows the drill. Coming in, sweeping, okay, he's laying down. Look at his face. He's laying down, relaxing. Okay, time to clean up, right? Hops up, gets on, little uh, little stand, grabs the (laughs) shoes, picks the shoes up to sweep, right? Set them down. And then t- taps the owner to do the same thing. Come on, she's trying to clean. Huh? Come on, pay attention, will you? <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> that is great. He's out cold. I know. Yeah, he wakes up and then okay. he brings I'm up. Yeah. You know. He grabs the shoes in his mouth and then taps the owner on the hand. Will you grab the shoes? She's trying to get some work done here. Huh? Come on. Huh? This is great. When your dog brings home a friend, you go. Out, you open the door and there's the a <laughs> the deer. A couple deer there. Yeah, right. Hey, guys, look what I am He's hanging found. out. <laughs> look at this, yeah. Can he get a snack, too? So it still goes back to that convenience store where the where the where he gave the deer food, and then he brought, like, six yeah. more friends back. Hey, hey, what about us? I hear you got free food here. That is great. Look at that. Hey, I found a friend, Mom. That's awesome. So we did this yesterday. It was a top 10 video in the show's history. This lady runs a doggy daycare in Alaska, and she picks everyone up on the bus. And they make the stops, and they sit in the same seats, and they strap them in, Right. Well, we got an email from a guy who was there, and you were allowed with the tours to take pictures and go on the bus. And that's exactly what he did. He took a picture, and he sent the email in.
3: Hello, Alaska. F- Planning F- a trip up there in the summertime.
4: Right. FTM at v-son.com. There it is. That's the exact bus we showed yesterday in the video. There's the good guys all small the way world. back. Wow. It is a small world. Good point. And uh, let's show this again. As a news reporter, hung out at the DeVito family tailgate. I mean, they had enough to feed a thousand people. Now they're doing the right thing. They got the ZD, the cutlets. Yeah, look at, they got the dessert,
3: cold cuts. Now somebody matched this up with the Sopranos theme song, and it was yes, awesome. It was good. Now here's the guy right here. I there found it. Is.
4: it. You got I found it, huh? Yeah. Right.
3: I just need the Italian headband. <laughs> right. They're also
4: doing, I mean, it makes sense. They're promoting the restaurant. They put his face, Tommy's face on the on the
3: van, and, and they're promoting that restaurant. That's very cool. Yeah. Love it. Sure. I got to get the 23 and Me done or the Ancestry.com. I think I'm like 15, 20% gabagool. I mean, I'm over <laughs> there again. <laughs> I'm super tan. They're talking to me like I'm, an, I'm a local. A grazie, prego. You know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, hey, prego. And, uh, they're, yeah. They're like, yeah, they, just, they're, 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 they thought it was one of yeah. them. Yeah.
4: Uh, Lakers from one up to four in the under, 236 down to 230 and a half. No good there. NBC says no mas to Al Michaels. Can you believe this? They're taking him off the playoff game. He's been calling every year. NBC has three playoff games. They took Al Michaels off. I believe it's Noah Eagle who's then stepping in for the legend. Also, the Saturday night game, January 13th is on peacock only it's a playoff game and it's only on peacock
3: now that's going to be a mess oh people are going to be losing their minds from coast to coast over absolutely
4: that. absolutely
3: what do you think about i like noah eagle i think he's good oh, he's very good very I young but, that, but very yeah, he's good his, da, his dad's one of the best of all time but also we're talking about al michaels here i know you guys want to go backwards you want to play the al michaels Okay, this is great. This
4: is Al Michaels being asked about it. I've never knowingly had a vegetable. Enjoy.
2: You have never knowingly eaten a vegetable in your life. That is true. That is true. I was born when my parents were 18. And my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, I always pushed the vegetables away to this day no and i guess what i've proven chris is that man does not need vegetables to survive but is it is it just possible that you would like i'm thinking of one of the more non-objectionable vegetables a carrot oh please please a carrot no a carrot no that's an objectionable vegetable i mean i would really what i mean how would you know you've never tasted it i look at it I just don't even like the look of it yeah. and I surmise what it might taste like in terms of the texture of it. I think a lot of it probably has to do it just doesn't look like something that would go down
4: well. that a boy Al. Oh he's so good. I'd love to interview him. Oh, it's a ledge Good job. absolutely. Now get up this is this is nuts. Let's go to Mount Everest K2. this this is insanity. They spend several hours underneath a giant ice cliff and An exposed position at 8,200 meters, one-third normal oxygen levels. Many people have slipped and fallen off here. If you slip, it's ball game. I wow. don't understand it. I. Oh wow! I'm afraid of heights. Obviously, that is. Just... Again, is
3: that worth the rush? Oh my God! You can't breathe. You have to. Who knows how long it takes? A week, three, four, five days? I don't know. And there's a good chance you're going to slip and fall to your death. I think I'll pass on that. I know. I know. And uh,
4: another lose some. Tommy DeVito has led as many career winning, game winning drives as Mac Jones. Oh, I'm here for all the Mac Jones stats at this point. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Also an abomination in Chicago last night. Chicago, outside of Serbia, has the largest Serbian population and it was Serbian night and they threw Joker out he got ejected for saying something to an official come on
3: The I listened to the Bulls broadcast on that plays so there once a year that was it a- it's Adam Amin and Stacey King uh-huh, a- and uh-huh. they're they're losing their minds yep. they're like you have got to be K-? and Stacey King said they're not coming here they're not paying to see you pal absolutely well done Juice Reel a free betting intelligence app and a tool that every
4: better needs at least your betting accounts into one app in depth analytics on your betting history, access to the history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel users. they develop developed an AI bot hitting 60% through more than 100 games. Find out for yourself. Download Juice Reel, R E E L, free in the Apple App Store, or Google Play Store. Juice Reel, it's free, R E E L.
3: Great job, guys. There it is. Always fun to recap that in great videos. How about this news today? I wish you could bet on this stuff. It's which player is going to be named AFC and NFC player or players of the week? Oh. Adam Schefter with a tweet. Do you have, any, have you seen this yet? No. Adam Schefter moments ago. Tommy DeVito. Yeah. NFC player of the week. Zach Wilson, AFC player of the week. Oh, my.
4: <laughs> oh my madness.
3: Absolute madness. What are we doing here in the NFL? I know. Are you tracking all this
4: quarterback movement? This kid flipped from Georgia to, to Nebraska, it looks like? It
3: sounds like The quarterback? That, yeah. yeah, the five-star kid? Yeah. How about that? Right, uh, after what
4: Matt Rule said what it, it a good it's quarterback. It's going to take $2 million? Yes,
3: right. Evidently, they have yeah, the here's funds a bag. there. Yeah, here's a bag for you. And I did notice who uh, my Badgers got. They got Van oh, Dyke from Miami. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. I, I, that was exactly my reaction. I sent it to as many people as I know, and we all thought the same thing. Like, what are they? Is Cam you, Ward going to Miami? Where's he going? Is DJ going to Florida State? That's where he was going to, that's is like awesome. number one on the list, right? This
4: Free agency in oh, college. You love, you love this? I don't mind it, yeah.
3: Uh, are we done now, like, overall with the days of, well, forget about it with half these programs. They're, they're never going to have to develop a quarterback and a guy's going to stay there for three or four no. years. It's not going to happen anymore. That's going to be very strange, Paulie, in college football. Because it's going to be a rental service, basically. Yeah. Gabriel goes to Oregon.
4: I mean, Gabriel starts at UCF. And He tra- transfers I think he had a cup of coffee at UCLA. Then he goes to Oklahoma. Now he's to Oregon. I mean, how many guys are just going to move? Or- Look at DJ, Clemson, Oregon State, probably Florida State. A year by
3: year thing. I mean, this is yeah. <laughs> this is Sixth year. The kid from um, what's his name? Slow.
4: Yeah. I think so it's a Texas s- Tech. It's his Mar- seventh year. Where'd he go? You have that? I forgot now.
3: Uh, Was it Louisville or something? Yeah. I'm blanking where he went, but he's on the move, and I just saw like it's his seventh year. We're, we're beyond the point of, like, uh, breaking the rules here. Wisconsin, not, they're not Van Wilder. I know,
4: yeah, yeah. Wisconsin couldn't get Cam Ward? I mean, they saw him play. He lit you Van up. Van Dyke? Van Dyke.
3: Oh, boy. Anthony Curtis in studio up next. He is Mr. Las Vegas advisor. Uh, we'll discuss chopping the pot in general, how common it is in poker, if 13 people can pull off chopping circus survivor, because all it takes, Paulie, is for one person to say no. That's coming up here on Beeson.
4: Is follow the money on V-SAN. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. No matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers get 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five dollars on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FOLLOW at DraftKings. The crown
3: is yours. Love our next guest. He's in studio today. Kind enough to wake up early here on a Wednesday morning. Anthony Curtis. Uh, he's been running Las Vegas Advisor for many, many years. LasVegasAdvisor.com is the website. Good to see you again today, pal. How are you? Good. It's been a while. So let's let's get into this now because uh, we want to talk about like chopping the pot with you in general. And of course, because Paulie was down to the final 21 people in Survivor before Monday night and the Packers lost, Dolphins lost two, somebody was on them. But before we get into like what it's going to be like here at Circa with 13 people trying to maybe chop all together, with your background in blackjack in poker knowing playing in all these tournaments getting down to like maybe the final table or the final three or four people how often does a chop occur how difficult is it to pull off a chop sometimes
7: well there's you know there's a lot of facets to that you know it depends uh depends on what the casino wants when you when you're talking about a blackjack tournament you know i've more much more blackjack and tournaments and things like that than poker you know in poker it's pretty common there's a lot of chopping being done and mostly it's a, it's all upfront and the, the the casino facilitates it it's okay. In other things like blackjack tournaments it kind of depends on what the casino will allow. Some of them say no, we don't we won't allow it. So you've got to make these these deals clandestinely if you're going to do it. Now that entails getting six players together who are on the final table, getting them in one room. But you know, it doesn't have to be all six. That's another thing. You know, you could get four of them and say, "Look, we're going to make a deal ourselves." You know, we call them savers. Or we, you know, trading yes. percentages, whatever you want to do, and you make these deals that way, or you get everybody together? Um, we used to do it like if you're on, it depends also who you're working with. If you know the guys, then you're not, you don't have a problem. If it's people that you don't know, we drop fast contracts. I mean, we literally, we'd have the the, the wives the girlfriends or whoever was, you know, if we had a friend who was an attorney right there writing up a fast contract <laughs> and have them sign it right there 10 minutes before we get on the table. So, you know, there's a lot of that that goes into it. Now, arranging something like this with 13, let alone 20, 21 people who are all in different places and you don't know really where they are, that would be extremely difficult. And I could see maybe you get five or six or seven of them in real quick and say, okay, let's make this deal. Let's
4: make this saver right now. You think so? I don't think it'd be that hard. Ooh, wow. You call how- them and you just email over the deal, you sign and... I don't know. You getting- I mean, you, I, I, you'd be surprised. 13 uh, people, I, okay. 13 I do, well, people, I got a week to do it.
7: Yeah, how difficult it is to get, okay. just to get people all on one. You know, they're going to make the same deal. They're all going to agree to the same deal. You know, one guy's going to go, we're going to split it all. One guy's going to say, you know, we're going to save uh, two million. We're going to play for two million. You know, that kind of thing. It's difficult to get it. You'd be surprised how people and people. Some people don't care. They're like, nope, I don't want a deal. I don't want to make a deal. But you don't have to have. You wouldn't have to have all of them. You can make a deal with two. You can make a deal with four of you okay. and say, okay, you know, so you're still going.
3: So if you were up against that problem, and how often would that occur, by the way? Because my whole thought is all it's going to take is one person to say, I'm in it to win it. I'm not going to chop. So then forget about it. I'm not going to do do that. How often would that happen like at a blackjack table or in a poker tournament that you know over? Well, it wouldn't, it
7: wouldn't matter because let's say, there's, let's say there's six of us, usually typically in a final of a blackjack or a crap tournament. Well, crap more like 10 or 12. But let's say there's six of, of you on a blackjack table. And one guy goes, I don't want to make a deal. You go, fine. You play on your own. You win, you get it. If we, one of us, win, you don't get nothing. You know, you get whatever you get for p- position. So the other five make a deal, or three out of the five, or whatever. So now you've got three going. Now, the reason the casinos don't like that in something like that is because now it becomes, if it's half and half, it's there's collusion ideas here you know it's like these guys are playing against that guy. that's right but what they don't realize is most of those people even when they get to the finals they're not that sophisticated to know how to really collude properly Uh and do it well as
4: if they're a bunch of pros playing together right well i was in one of these here across the street at golden gate and i made the final table uh but the the payout was top heavy so Mm. we all chopped um but they do say and joe who works here does a great job they make sure to say that someone has to win yeah. So he's made sure. Listen, now he says even though you guys are chopping, the winner has to pay the twenty five thousand on taxes. That's the other. Even part though it. you're chopping and not getting that full amount, done. that's the other part of it.
7: You've got to have some sort of an agreement on taxes, or somebody's going to get stuck. Yeah. And I mean, the way we would always did it when we would make our own deals amongst ourselves of you know the pros, is we would ten ninety nine one another. Wow. <laughs> Literally, that's what we would do. You know, uh-huh. you just send, everybody would agree. Yeah. Or you cut right off the top and you say, okay, we're taking. off the top to pay the taxes, boom, and then we cut it. So you make deals like that. You kind of, you know, everyone's used to sort of the way it works and you do it on the fly. But something like this, you got all those tax ramifications for big amounts and everything else. I don't think it's that easy
3: to put it together, man. And see, based on that and what you were saying at a blackjack table, like girlfriends or wives would draw up like on a napkin and whatever. Here's the contract with this Circa's not going to get involved. They've made that no. quite clear to everybody. You're going to have to have some sort of legal representation, are you not? And does that come with every person? Or can one person have a lawyer do all the paperwork? How would that work?
7: Well, it, it, you know, it depends on how solid you want it to be. But, I mean, literally, you can draw up a contract. You don't need an attorney to do, to do it. You can draw up a contract and say, this is going to be the splits, blah, blah, blah. And if somebody reneges, you've got the signature and you've got witnesses. So you take it to court. And, you know, nobody wants to do that, obviously. But, you know, you, you take that chance.
3: Yeah, we were playing in a a blackjack tournament here at Circa for an eventual ticket on a Major League Baseball future. And the one guy who was by far, in a way, the chip leader, this might have been the NFL one, actually, we found out that his background is a very good blackjack player here in town. He's won tournaments at other local properties. Mm -hmm. And at other spots, when it comes down to the Final Four, the other three people are like, yeah, we're just going to all choppy. And he just flat out tells them... I'm not chopping one penny. I'm better than all three of you here. I'm going to win this tournament. I've seen that. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I've
7: seen that. And I mean, I'll be honest. I've had people come to me say, you want to make a split? I go, no. You know, I mean, and let's say you know. Let's say that you already know what your seating position is and everything else. You're in perfect position. You're playing a bunch of people who don't really know. You've watched them play. Uh
5: Make a deal. Sure. Well, you it's know, like I'll poker, take, too. I'll take my
7: shot, man. Yeah. Well, poker. Well, the they, elite poker
4: players. Well, it's what they,
7: what they do at the end. I mean, it's an art in poker. At the end, there are formulas and everything about who's got what number of chips, and you divide by these numbers, yeah. and blah, 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 yeah. and, and this guy gets a premium because he's an expert and he's better known, and it gets it gets really complicated. You know, there are actually chapters in poker books about how to, how to do the chop at the end.
4: Well, really? That's awesome. Yeah. What, what's the biggest tournament you played for I did what? Blackjack. What was the biggest amount you were playing for?
7: Um, probably sixty thousand on a cut, and I mean, I had to, I ended up winning it, and uh-huh. I had to give. I ended up making a deal with only one other guy on the table, and I had to give him uh, twenty thousand of it.
3: Okay. Are so, you are you okay with those decisions at the end of the day? Absolutely. Because you, cause you have to know that, right? right. Going and like, if I win this thing, I'm okay with giving this guy twenty thousand.
7: And then then never flinch because, I mean,
3: you've already made that decision. You already know
7: what you're doing. And this guy was, in my opinion, this guy was a better player than me. I thought I got a great deal.
4: So I'm like, cool, man, I'll take it. You know, the the deal that we had. Well, this happened to me. I I was in the tournament, but I didn't make the final table. But the the gal says, I have money. I'm not chopping. But then uh, how about from the karma standpoint? Or do you want to be that person? Or maybe it could get hostile before or afterwards.
7: Um, So,
4: (laughs) you know, it's like
7: what do i care about you you uh-huh. know i'm i'm sorry you know i mean i'm that's a bit mercenary but i mean the only thing i worry about is you know my welcome at the casino where i'm at i don't want to do something that's going mm. to anger them and that karmically you know that's all i really care about there
4: okay now what would you do here 13 people left 9.2 million implied value oh i tried yeah i tried to make i try to make a deal i try to make a deal
7: but i'd also if i felt that i was that good i try to have a certain amount that's exempt and we're playing for you know you get a bonus of you're going to win the extra two million like so we, ch- we chop you know chop six, six play for three yeah something like that i would sure. i would probably want to do that unless i felt the others were better and then i'd fight for we chop it all uh-huh. you know it, it's that, all just it's yeah. all just according to 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 what makes sense mathematically you got to take ego out of it and you just do what's best for you and and that guy's a better player that guy's some kind of computer maniac and what am i doing here
3: I'm going to try to get as much of him as I can. See, yeah, That's great perspective, because as you said, you can recognize at the table in other spots it might come down to a chop, and you're like, no, other times the guy might be better than you, and you're like, I'm getting a good deal here, i got to do it. It also comes down to the the draw that you have left in Survivor. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the person that Paulie teamed up with a couple of weeks back, now he eventually got bounced by Jacksonville, but they're up... They're a 17-point favorite live in-game when they have a lead over the Bengals in Monday Night Football. Right, yeah. And they blew the game, right? But his draw was, according to Paulie, like... Awesome. Just tremendous the way it was set up.
7: Yeah. See, that's another thing, too. I mean, if you were going to make a deal like that, I'd go in and study everybody and see where they're at to see what I actually want to do. I mean, what if they're all... What if they got nothing left? You know, I'm sure that's not the case with all these players at this point. But, you know, you look at that, too. And, you know, here's the thing about tournament play. Tournament play is about moving fast you know being quick on your feet so when it comes down to this kind of thing survivor is not about moving fast you got a whole week to figure it out but at this particular you know at this point now you got to move fast (laughs) you know now you got to think what are going to do what are we going to do what kind of deal am i going to make and then you you know
3: basically you you live with it you know what else is tricky these games landing on the weekends the holidays the last couple of years christmas has been on last year it came down to christmas eve the night game and like, <laughs> what, what can you do? What's I mean, if you're not ready, if you're not prepared for that, you might you're yeah. totally stuck. Exactly. Anyway, one more thing. You know, you said it's kind of easy. You make a phone call.
7: You know, how do you make a phone call to a, to a person if they're not really in the biz and go, "Hey, hey this is me. Uh, we want to make a deal." They're like, "Who are you?" Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Well, Someone I don't else trusts you. I don't know yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know that kind of thing. So yeah. there's a lot of pieces to it. It's a big puzzle. All right, more with Anthony Curtis up next. lasvegasadvisor.com. How big can this contest get next year? And I'll ask like the one at DraftKings, it's a national contest, right? A bunch of states. How big can that one get?
6: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
4: I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times.
6: With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math and Magic Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan
4: Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine.
2: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: To start listening.
2: This is Follow the Money on VSEN.
4: If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VSEN experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an intro offer of only $9.99. You get access to the daily recap of the top plays made by every host and guest. Tools like the betting splits. You can see where the money and bets are moving every game in the college bowl betting guide. Don't miss out. Limited time offer. nine ninety nine. Become part of the team. VEASAN.com
3: slash subscribe. We continue here with uh, Mr. Las Vegas advisor Anthony Curtis in studio today. We were talking a lot about chopping the pot uh, as Paulie was down to the final 21 entries in Circus Survivor until Monday night when unfortunately for him, he got bounced with uh, seven other people on the Green Bay Packers and how common it is like in blackjack tournaments, also poker tournaments. Um, so 9,200 people were in this contest this year. How big do you think it can eventually get? I've told Mike and Derek since day one, this can hit 20,000. Oh, yeah, it's just
7: going to get bigger and bigger. I mean, it's obvious. And uh, when when things uh, happen like this where you've got, you know, you get down to just a few people and people are talking about it on the radio and chopping the pot and everyone's going, man, I could get there, you know, and everyone's going to want to take a shot. It's going to get bigger and bigger. And then as these other places, these other states open up and all, the the, uh, companies that are in multiple states, you know, they're going to start doing it. I don't know if this one will stay on top forever if they it gets to that. Of course, Circa is now branching out into other states and all, and
3: that's going to help a lot too. Sure. Well, I think with Circa, when you get in this one, they that you have to come to Las Vegas and you have to get a proxy to have your picks put in. If you live in other states where they where you have Circa to bet on, they don't do it. But DraftKings. But they might eventually. Eventually, they might as
7: things change, and you know, as as more people, more and more people want to do it, and they so you start getting comfortable with
3: this. State-to-state stuff. I mean, it could get bigger and bigger that way, too. I'd be a monster. Then. Like, DraftKings, I think they're in, you know, close to 20 states at this point. Yeah. And uh, they have they have different levels of an entry. They have, I think, $100 all the way up to 1000 on this stuff, so I like the way they do that. But a national book like DraftKings, like, that thing, I think, is limitless with how many people could get in it.
7: Well, I mean, with all the people that are betting sports, and, I mean, all the people that want to take this lottery shot, you know? And, I mean, it helps when you have – what they perceive as a uh, an everyday man, you know, someone like Paul, down there right to the end. It helps a lot. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the same same thing with the moneymaker, you know, the moneymaker effect, that what happened in poker. They're like, well, if he can do it, you know, that guy, that, that accountant guy, you know, who looks like the guy I hang out with can do that, yeah. then, you know, I can too. So that's a big part of this. And more people can, you know, they look at that and they go, this is pretty easy. I can pick a winner every week. No Imagine,
4: points yeah, right. Imagine if the gal would have won. Oh, Jessica man. Hearns and the, the Tommy Hitman Hearns. I mean, if she was down to the final twenty-one, if a woman would have won the thing, yeah. I mean, what a story that would have been, and what she did opening. She shoved on Detroit, all ten entries
7: to yeah, start the Thursday night. I saw that. I saw that.
4: And you know, and and what's happening
7: too with all this tournament stuff? I'll give a I'll give a plug for something that I love to do every Thursday at the yes. downtown Grant. They have a, a blackjack tournament. They used to. It's twenty-five dollar entry fee, and they used to have these everywhere, and then they went away. And now all of a sudden this contest stuff is starting to, you know, I think it's going to bring bring it back a little bit of a renaissance. And because so they first they did a blackjack tournament on Thursdays and now they have a blackjack and a video poker tournament for 25 bucks. They used to be all the time when I was playing, there'd be five or six a week where people would go and play and practice. And there was a lot of chopping going on there. Deals were
3: being made there on the, yeah. those small final tables for a thousand dollars. I'll ask you this: for people watching and listening to the show right now, who might not know your background, you said when you used to play. Why? Tell them why you don't really play anymore.
7: Well, I don't play anymore because I'm I'm pretty much not allowed to anymore. You know, I mean, we I played on one of these teams. Everyone's heard about the MIT team, and you know the movie Twenty One and and Bringing Down the House, the book. Well, I played on a team that was parallel to them at this very same time, and I would I would offer that we did better than they did, Whoa. you know, in terms of the money we made and the things that we did. And then eventually you get, you know, there's a shelf life and eventually you get known. And especially if you're playing, we were experts, like the, the the people from MIT, they didn't play the tournaments. We had our own computer guys and algorithms and things that we did before other people. And we won a lot of tournaments for a lot of money, but that's high profile stuff. And they start seeing the same person winning over and over and they start to mm. figure something out. How
3: long yeah. did the run last?
7: Oh, probably a decade. That is strong. That was fun, yeah. Plus, I'm in my 20s and 30s then. That was fun. That oh, was fun what a stuff. way to live. It was. Oh. It was, right. No wife, no girlfriend, no nothing. Just travel, travel, have fun. Do, Boxing, you know,
4: tickets, any event. Every... All kinds of yeah, stuff. Because right. that's what we would oh.
7: do. We would infiltrate some of these. We would infiltrate as high rollers and say, you know, we're just uh. we're just squares. You know, we're squares and we want to be in your tournament when they had, uh, you know, the one the invitationals. So we would infiltrate those things and then eventually you get known and then they really hate you. Yeah. And then they don't invite you. You anyway. were acting.
3: You guys were all actors, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be,
7: right? Oh, we're acting like crazy. Yeah. You know, they ask you, what do you do? And I'd go, you know, well, I'm a publisher. They go, what do you publish? I go, children's books. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, that kind of
3: stuff. And disguises? You use, you use their, not disguises, but, you know, false identities and yes. things like that. Okay, for all sure. Right. Uh, so uh, for another person, then, here's a new book that's out. You run the pub- a publishing company here in Las Vegas as well. This one's called The Ultimate Report, the book for casino Carney games, written by James Grosjean. I'll ask you the same thing uh, about for for strangers who don't know the name James Grossstein. How would you explain him to them?
7: Um, the uh, the Rambo of casino play. <laughs> the
3: Rambo of casino play.
7: Yeah, somebody once said to me, they said Grossstein's like Rambo. You could put him into a into a, drop him into a casino naked, and he'd come out with the money. <laughs> 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 and that's pretty much it. You know, in, in, in my history there's been two guys that I that I just looked up to and said, "My gosh, how do you think?" You know, the first guy's name was Steve 40. He's still around. And S- Steve 40 was amazing in the things that he could do. And then came along Grostey. And uh, he's just he's something else. And it was amazing that you know, I got to be friends with him from, you know, being out there in the field and playing and um was able to eventually publish him, and uh, this is feather in our cap, you know, as a publishing company.
4: He would he would act. I mean, this st- that you, you told that <laughs> oh, yeah. story many times about what they thought. What they call him sleepy or call something? Call him sleepy. Yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd
7: be, he'd be you know, orchestrating this gigantic play and looking like some kind of a bum and just like and he'd fall fall asleep on the table on purpose, and you know, and they would call him sleepy. They go, they're sleepy. And after everybody, after the play would break up and his guys would leave, they weren't cheating. They were just you know, counting and hole carting and doing things like that. And these are not cheating maneuvers. And he'd get up and start picking up trash off the ground and throwing it away. You know, he you know, it was like, it was like the, the guy in uh, The Usual Suspects, uh, Kaiser He's yeah. like Kaiser Sose, yeah. right? He's the guy inside and nobody suspects.
4: And he's, you know, running the entire show. Wow. Uh, holiday season, perfect time. Tell us about Las Vegas Advisor and all the books up there and everything you can purchase.
7: Well, you know, we've uh, Lasvegasadvisor.com. We've got we we've, we've put up a catalog of these books. We've got these new books. There's this one, The Ultimate Report. We've got the third edition of uh, Gambling 102 by Mike Shackelford, they call him the Wizard of Odds. And what's cool about that is for the first time there's a chapter in there about advantage play on slots. And that's, go, that's the new thing now, is these guys are out there in groups and, you know, individually playing slots that you can get an edge on because of all the newfangled stuff that's coming out. So for the first time, there's a chapter on that. Um, we just did this book called Shameless, and uh, it's about the females, you know, underground, The people like the uh, Lefty Rosenthal's girl, Jerry Rosenthal, mm-hmm. played by Sharon Stone, right, in, in Casino um uh, uh the girl oh uh, stephanie sinclair she ran the numbers uh, racket in uh, in manhattan or in um uh, harlem excuse me um so it's you know there's a lot of gambling in that book as well it's i always say look i mean you know this is a little bit of a sales pitch but you want to buy a christmas present for somebody who likes gambling how easy is that no kidding you yeah. know you get them a book or a strategy card or something like that so well check it out we got a good uh good catalog to check out fountain blue opens tonight
4: yep have you, any thought? Have you heard anything? It looks awesome.
7: It's the strangest place of all time, man. I mean, you know, I mean, Finally this, this happens, started but... in yeah, two thousand. I think it was announced in two thousand five, oh. and then they started to work on it in two thousand seven. And then it was, and then they closed. And then it was they were going to tear it down and sell it for uh, you know the the, whatever was on the the steel in there and everything. Then it was bought by somebody else. Then it was they changed the name. Then it went back to another guy. And then it was bought by the original guy. And now you know some fifteen years later, more than that, they're going to open it up tonight at uh, twelve. I mean eleven fifty-nine. So really, they're opening it up tomorrow. How's Durango Station? Durango Station is really impressive. Um, Very impressive. I'm uh, I, I, I kind of wonder how they're going to do it out there because it's so high end for what's supposed to be a locals place. Oh, and, uh, you know, I uh, I looked over the video poker It's the first time I've seen a station casino open with video poker. That's just eh, it's nothing great. And, I mean, they're trying to do everything different over there. And I don't know if the locals – the locals are so discerning and they're so demanding about having a good product. They might look at the restaurants and go, that's too expensive. And they might look at the games and go, these you know, these
3: schedules aren't so great. The restaurant row over there, I walked by it yesterday, is – I mean, it's very impressive.
7: Right. I mean, you got to give them credit for what they're doing. I mean, if they're right, they're right. They've been right for a long time. But, you know, except for their, their well-heeled group that's out there in that area – how are they going to draw mm. away
3: out there? I'm, I'm not sure. We have 30 seconds left. You're a very busy guy. When's the last time you took a vacation?
7: Um, I, the better question would be the last time there was a vacation where there was no gambling, and that I can't remember. You can't remember? But, wow. But, uh, you know, maybe a couple years ago I went up to Tahoe, and I went on the river a little bit with my kid, and uh, I guess that would be it. Yeah, oh, but two, no about, gambling two, three, up in Tahoe? Well, no. I, I'm saying That's the last a, time <laughs> I went to a place with no gambling, I don't remember when that was. I don't remember. <laughs> Great job as always.
3: Love Thank having sir. you in, Thank Anthony. You, thanks so much. Thanks. LasVegasAdvisor.com and happy holidays. If you missed the show today, it was a doozy. Go search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you.